Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. Episode number 50 of And Now the Good News. A weekly look at some of the good news stories that made it across my desk and remind me we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. This week, right up off the start, the U.S. Senate Police Reform Bill it looks to increase accountability and promote de-escalation training to rebuild lost trust. Republicans and Democrats have both entered uh, different bills into Congress to start looking at how we look at uh, what happens with uh, a police reform bill. What could, uh, would defunding the police work? What needs to happen in order for there to be new legislation and a new experience of policing in America. I'm glad to see we're taking this up. We never know if these bills are going to make it or not, right, folks? Uh, however, both Colorado and Kentucky have uh, passed increased police accountability laws in the past weeks, and these are a start. You know, there is this whole conversation going on around what policing needs to look like and will look like in the future in America. And cities are starting to step up and take police out of the schools. Now, there's no question that there's a school-to-prison pipeline in many cities. And many cities are now starting to step up and say, you know, we're going to take the police out. We're going to use that money and invest it in social services to help our students. But Denver Public Schools here in my adopted state of Colorado, Oakland Public Schools, Oakland, California, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, St. Paul, Minnesota, and Minneapolis, St. Paul and Minneapolis, uh, city councils across the country, and there's more expected to join in that wave. It's a great story. I love hearing this. And what we know, folks, is laws and legislation alone will not do everything. And we need grassroots organizations. We need homespun organizations. We need people to step up and do the work that's going to be necessary. So this next story is all about that. It's called the Dad Gang. And the Dad Gang is celebrating black fatherhood up and down the East Coast. Uh, they're marching in Washington, D.C. There's uh, chapters springing up across the East Coast of the United States. And uh, this is all about giving uh, black and children of color whose fathers are absent or missing for whatever reason. It gives them a chance to have a father, to have that experience of having a father and having a black father, someone that uh, that represents and, and looks like they do. And this is important. The dad gang is here. They're doing more work. And I'm going to include this article here. Uh, Edward Smith is the CEO. 
and he told ABC News that Floyd's daughter, although she lost her father to racial injustice, she gained a million more dads who care about her. And uh, so black dads, the dad gang, good work happening in America. And here's another interesting story. There's a global startup, or a startup, I'm sorry, called Global PPE. And their whole idea is to deliver essential products and gear to at-risk uh, communities, PPE uh, gear and equipment. The first thing they're doing is they're working with the Partnership for Native Americans. And I'll make sure you have a link to their website, the Partnership for Native Americans. They're a nonprofit doing great, great work to support our Native American communities. And now Global PPE is aiding partnership with Native Americans to bring more masks, more uh, personal protective equipment into our reservations and, and into our Native lands. You know, our Native tribes are getting hit the hardest here. And in typical white supremacist American fashion, have also been ignored the most in all of this. And so it's good to see that our Native communities are going to get some support here. On to another story. This one's a fun one. Uh, a group of uh, children in, uh, in Cameron Johnson is the, the uh, person that got this all started. So here's another fun one. Cameron and Friends, Bracelets for Unity and Justice. Cameron Johnson and five of her friends were bored, and they got the idea to make some bracelets, and then uh, they decided, well, they'll make bracelets, and then they will give the, the proceeds to organization, organizations, uh, and uh, they've raised almost $100,000 raising bra selling bracelets. Uh, the bracelets cost about $5.00. And uh, they help Minneapolis families in need. And uh, it's just also through their church. So beneficiaries includes the Sanctuary Covenant Church's food drive and the Kyle Randolph Food and Supply Drive. Great work, kids. Making bracelets, selling them, and giving the proceeds away. And they've raised over $100,000. you got to love these stories. Stories of human compassion. Stories of human uh, our ability to adapt and ways of stepping up and making new things happen. This is another great one. Uh, a senior home in Brazil created a hug tunnel. And it's, uh, think of a big giant sheet of plastic with some arms, armholes on each side, uh, plastic arms from each side. But it gives residents a way to actually hug uh, their relatives, their neighbors, their friends, and it, it's a really neat idea. It's got a really thick sheet of plastic here, and it looks like something you might see in a, in a hospital ward, things like that. But it's giving people who haven't had any contact a way to contact, even if there's that film of plastic there. It's uh, it's a great and the hub tunnel. Check out that story. It's really really fun. Here's another one that I really liked, Ian. Uh, tiny forests are springing up all around Europe, and this first started in Japan, and Europe is now adopting this, and you're finding small forests, acre, half acre, a place here, a place there, and people are planting these uh, with trees to allow them to grow in. Now, it's going to take a while, and 
Uh, it's part of the Urban Forests Projects, if you've heard of Urban Forests. Uh, and uh, these are, it's just, wow. Go take a look at this. They have just a couple of pictures here, but urban forests and in small plots to help repopulate the Earth's tree population. I love it. All right, our final story today. Got a short episode for you to hear today, but this one is really good. Uh, researchers from New Brunswick have identified what was thought to be an extinct harlequin toad after almost 30 years. And the this uh, specific breed uh, of the toad was thought extinct. Uh, it hadn't been seen. And this is due to some chemical, chemical spraying and all that kind of stuff. However, they've made a comeback and they're on the rise. And these researchers from Canada have uh, spotted these frogs down in uh, Ecuador. What a great I, human life, animal life, all life, bouncing back, coming back, it, whether it has anything to do with COVID or not. Life continues, and we really are getting a chance to see that. I'm so grateful you've been with me today, folks. This is the good news. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. We're going to be doing just a few changes with our program. You'll notice that we're going to be publishing each week's episode on Saturday mornings now rather than Mondays and getting your weekend started off right with and now the good news. I'm out of here for this week. I'll be back next week with episode 51. Until then, go out and make it a great day. Peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring.